Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Gather around the old radio set. It's the John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. And you following us on, oh no, Instagram? That's bad news. Oh, that's a tease. Yeah, that's right, lady in the house. Go with a big cigarette hanging out of your mouth with your hair and curlers. It's the uh, John and Sherry, S H A R. Sherry. John and Sherry Show on, what? Did I get it right? S H A R I. You know what? People can't find it because you're, you're weird, like, oh, I'm special spelling. Oh, yeah. it's short for sharing. <laughs> I told you that. Oh, that's right. Now, yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> My phone just called someone named Sherry, S-H-A-R-R-I. Oops. I don't know who that person is. Um, just got a call from me. Sesame Street. Boy, if you are, you have poll ratings at like 38%, uh, one of the most unpopular presidents in the last hundred and some years, and you're going into an election and you're um, disabled by obviously mental and physical decline, the best thing you could possibly do is get Elmo to, did Elmo do this originally on his own? Did Elmo send this out and then the president jumped in? Is that what happened? Well, let's, yeah, let's, I mean, uh, Elmo. Elmo morning, himself America. didn't do it, but, but yes, it was put out, and then the president responded. I have a special place in my heart for Elmo. I don't have ever told anybody this to kind of keep this one close to the vest. I was on Hollywood Squares, and I went to <laughs> – Okay. I've, been, I've never heard the Hollywood Square story, so. And I went to Elmo. Okay. I went to Elmo to block, and I won the biggest amount of money they've ever had. Okay? So Elmo oh. and I have this thing. I'm glad. Elmo for the block, Elmo for the win. And so now here's Good Morning America explaining what Elmo has done. Oh, sir! I'm just so happy to see you. You're Elmo's friend. Elmo really loves friends. It started as a simple question from one of America's most beloved characters. Elmo taking to X to ask, how's everybody doing? With nearly 200 million views and tens of thousands of replies, the earnest question unleashed an avalanche of responses from so many dealing with difficult issues. Wait, hold on a second. How many people are following Elmo on Twitter or wherever he put this up? As soon well, as somebody the- retweets it, you see or reposts it. Yeah. You'll oh, see uh, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Men and women from all over Joe writing Mama. in with statements like, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here. And every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come every single day and every single week for life. Fresh off a heartbreaking Lions loss, the Detroit Free Press speaking for many, saying, we've been better. Rapper and singer T-Pain adding, oh, what did T-Pain say? What did T-Pain say? I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love, if you know what I mean. Even. Huh? What does that mean, Sherry? <laughs> well, we know what you mean. Oh, I'll be down there. Oh, yeah. oh, what a tease. All right. Where's the lady in the house coat? That's not a tease. I'm looking for somebody to love. I'll be down Anyone? there. Okay. And President Biden weighing in, saying, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Okay, he didn't write that. He didn't write somebody that does his social media. He's not After the high volume of responses, Sesame Street's official account shared a link for those looking for help with their mental health. This is the song, la 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 la, Elmo's song. Elmo not shying away from his new role as America's therapist. Later writing, wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. 
Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. Hashtag speak of yourself in the third person, Elmo. Why don't you do that? Perhaps because so many of us grew up with Sesame Street, people felt comfortable unloading in this way. A Sesame Street workshop executive said to the New York Times, quote, I don't think anyone anticipated how deeply this particular question would resonate, but we're so thrilled that we did ask. Guys, I think T-Pain put it best in a, uh, a follow-up where he said, I found some love. Is that what his follow-up was? <laughs> That's love. Hey, you left your shoes back here. Oh, pull up any time, bruh. Check in on your people. <laughs> Check in on your people. I know, I know. But you know how it is when you ask somebody, you know, how you doing? And then they do, like, just let it out. It's kind of like, oh. A little starving. Yeah. You're expecting to go. Good. Good. Yeah. But yeah. you better to but you, say But that. you feel good with yeah, Elmo. Absolutely. Let it, let it almost makes you want to say, we love you too, Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Bruh. <laughs> I have a hard time understanding Elmo. You mean because of the big words that he uses? Yeah, because he's everything's so high up here. And I just, I, I can't, I don't know you do, why. In that voice where you say Elmo loves you? Elmo loves you. Thank wow. you, Sherry. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I'll, take, I'll take the rest off the air. Okay. <laughs> I, know. I know how fond of him you are. Oh, right. Sad story out of Washington, D.C. Former Trump administrative official shot in a carjacking. Was this in broad daylight? Yeah, it was around 430 in the afternoon. It's a guy named Mike Gill, and he was a, a Trump administration official. Um, he was get, picking up his wife on K Street. K Street is a main corridor uh, through the District of Columbia, and it's right. where all the lobbyists are, all the political consultants are there. It Gucci is, Gulf. It, it's called the Gucci Gulf. Yeah. So it's not a bad area. It's not a high crime area. He was picking up his wife. A guy went to the car. I don't know if he opened the door for him, if he saw a gun or what happened, but the guy just went into the car, shot him in the head. He tried to get out of the car and was slumped over. His wife came out, saw him, called an ambulance. He's uh, in very critical condition right now. Later, that same guy went over by Gallaudet University, which is, you know, an okay neighborhood, uh, shot and killed another guy in a car. Mm. Then he went out on uh, 95, which is a big, big road here, and uh, he shot a transit officer, and then he shot at a Maryland state trooper. And finally, the police killed him in a shootout between the two of them. Well, it sounds like they need um, gun insurance there in uh, D.C. That would cut it down because that's what they want to do here in Washington. We'll get to that ridiculous bill in a second. But Mark Zuckerberg apologized, turned around and apologized to everybody because he was getting beaten up in a congressional hearing. Um, and he apologizes for the undue duress Oh, it's a Senate hearing over the damage of social media is causing to children. Here, here's the story of 2000, I think 18, 19. It was 18 months of a study that was done. And here's what they found. They knew that social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram, has a detrimental effect upon young people. 40% of girls that were saying they were on Instagram and scrolling all the time 
felt depressed, suicidal, and all these other things. So Facebook knew it, Instagram knew it, but unfortunately about a hundred million dollars of their money comes from uh, young viewers on Instagram and they basically did nothing about it. They said, oh, we're going to do something about it, but they never did anything about it. So when he was taking a task, he decides he's going to apologize. Well, apologies don't really do anything. And here he is. He's going to apologize to the family. What did you fire? I said you mischaracterized. 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all Who these did you fire? Tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Because um, <laughs> you this didn't is, fire anybody, right? You didn't take Senator, any significant I, I don't action. Think it's appropriate to talk about, like, it's not appropriate. decisions. Do you know who's like sitting that. behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a I, single person? To, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? That empower parents. So you didn't take any more. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Here, I can fix this. In the beginning of the about 1990s, mid-90s, the Congress decided they were going to protect the Internet. And they basically said, listen, we're going to cover you for liability because we don't know. We don't want you to have to deal with a whole bunch of lawsuits. We really see this as benefit to society for you to be able to have people put stuff up on the Internet and not have to worry about getting sued. So you're different for libel and slander. We'll protect you with liability. We will make sure that you don't have to pay anybody anything. They put it in place. What is it? Something section 223 or 224 or something, whatever that number is. Well, they had it in place. They still have it there. So the United States government doesn't get in there and regulate the content that's in social media. They do go and visit Mark Zuckerberg and tell him to shadow ban, take things down, uh, and to hold news back that the administration doesn't want you to read. So they knew they did that. But they basically, you gave them cover with this. So they don't have to pay anybody anything. But Zuckerberg Families decides, of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? What's he going to say? No. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these streaming efforts to uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Okay. If you're into um, seeing kids do disgusting things, being forced to do disgusting things on Instagram, you can find that. They pedophiles they've gotten 27 but they still allow people to put up child porn horrible i mean just i started to read about this morning and i did had to stop reading about it just disgusting things and you can find it so there's an entire network and these 
horrible human beings that exploit children this way, they know the certain keywords that you can put in, and then there it all is for you. So Instagram doesn't do anything about that. And Meta, uh, that's Facebook and Instagram, obviously after they got the study saying our stuff is dangerous to kids, didn't do anything about that either. So that's why they're going after them. But you know what? If you want, get rid of that liability protection and start to treat these guys like you would treat other media uh, corporations. But they don't have that thing in place. So that's what we have right now. I was surprised when I read the headline. I thought that Mark Zuckerberg just kind of went in there and on his own said, I'm so sorry about the pain that I've caused you. I'm so sorry about all this. It wasn't like that at all. I mean, he had no choice but to stand up and apologize after he was put under that kind of pressure. Yeah. So he turns around. What's going to say? No. Apologize to everybody. Was that? And then who'd you fire? Did they really want to try to stop people? It's a hundred billion. I'm sorry. They make a hundred billion dollars in revenue from kids under the age of 18 scrolling through Instagram. So that's big money. You're not going to stop it. But the government gets in there. And if you happen to, you know, have a drug that's produced and they send that thing out, harm, harm somebody, or if you make a ladder and the, it doesn't have the proper, you know, label on it, they come after you. They shut you down on a whole bunch of stuff. But when it comes to social media, Instagram, they don't really have anything in place because they still continue to protect a social media. But they probably need to start doing something about it right now. Mark Zuckerberg turning around to apologize to people isn't going to amount to a hill of beans in this topsy turvy world of ours, Sherry. Mm-mm. Not I like for those this. Parents. Peter Theo, Theo, Thee, Thee, Thigh, Thou, Thumb. Thank you. This is the guy that said, don't go to college. If you come up with a good idea, I'll give you $250,000. And hundreds of thousands of people applied for it rather than going to college. We'll give you seed money. You don't need college. You can just do this on your own. He has decided he is backing financially um, the steroid Olympics. I'm all in favor of this. I think they should have steroids. They should let steroids run rampant in Major League Baseball. Let them juice it all up. Let's see more home runs and let's see people, you know, I don't know, break incredible records. It would just be, it would be the steroid Olympics. It's terrible. And then there'd be the regular Olympics. People want to watch the steroid Olympics with somebody's able to, you know, lift 3,000 pounds or something because they're all juiced up. And then six months later, they mysteriously die of a giant brain tumor. But yeah. he, uh, he's, he's all in on this one. He's going to financially back it, Sherry. Yeah, he wants to get uh, new world records, so like the steroid (laughs) world records, uh, to get rid of some of the old ones. I I say this is a dangerous proposition, and I I think there's going to be a a death count here because people are going to go way overboard. Um, He says they're adopting a very sophisticated safety protocol. Uh, which helps put the athletes, you know, health in the as the priority. He also points out no taxpayer money is going to this, not unlike the Olympics, where a lot of taxpayer money goes to to uh, support the the city or whatever that hosts the Olympics. Um, uh-huh. It's going to be track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, and combat sports. How about that? Mm-hmm. The world record for deadlifting, Sherry. That's by the way, suited and strapped. In case you're wondering is 1,105 pounds. By, by like a normal, not steroid person? I don't know. No. By Hafen Jules Borgensen. Oh, Hafen. Yeah, I know him. He's a nice guy. He's clean. He's clean. <laughs> yeah, Hafen. Uh, 
Would you be all right if they had if they let steroids back in Major League Baseball? Well, being the baseball fan that I am, I'm terribly yes. concerned about it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot that goes on that is behind the scenes anyway. So, People that watch it, Joe, did you watch baseball? And it's like, wait a minute, that guy, why does his head look so different from last year? Yeah, they, Mark McGuire was a skinny dude oh. before he started juicing. Same with Barry Bonds, just a normal-sized baseball player, and then they just grew substantially. Oh, yes. I was talking to um, Jay Buhner one time, and I said, could you tell when those guys were juicing? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to say the guy's name on the air, because we walked into the locker room after the season was over. The season the season started again, and this one guy standing there is like, uh, uh, what, ha- what happened to you? Giant arms, you know, just like trying to get away with it if he can. Is the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show. And you, yes, you. Ronnie Zeus at MyNorthwest.com. Coming in through the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line at 1 Some it's music to others, it's just super annoying. I know Sherry how she probably feels about this. So this is a Irish folk star pulls out his violin to entertain people on the Ryanair flight from the Canary Islands. Um, and then somebody does a river dance. Well, we can't really appreciate the river dance, but oh, an Irish folk singer pulling out a violin. Yeah, ho! They're all really into it. <laughs> yes, I know you river dance. I do. I've seen the performance. Have anybody from Tony Gold? Talk about Wow, that goes on for three minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. Did yeah, you the see river the video dance where people in. were people into it. They were really into it. Uh, I think there's some people in the back that weren't so enthusiastic, but yeah, they were all kind of clapping and everything. And this one woman was really into it, and she gets uh-huh. up then and does the river dance in oh, the yeah. middle of the aisle, and she's really good, kicking around, jumping all yeah. over the place. Of course, you're the river dance expert, so I I I thought it looked. Pretty good, but you might not have the same. Did you you remember in Riverdance, coming to America for a limited time only? Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) Riverdance. I I didn't go. I went. (laughs) You did. You probably started it. Shatley, where the guy's name is, like the the Lord of the River, where that guy's name was, flopping around all over the place. Yeah. Flopping around. Flatly. (laughs) Thank you. Flatly. Well, I got close. Uh, was, thank you. Um, it's one of these things. It happens every once in a while. Somebody sings. There was a woman who was singing gospel, and the flight attendant told her to come over and told her to stop. This actually was, these guys were supposed to, the bare, uh, bare Naked Ladies sang uh, for a Southwest flight. Good afternoon, everyone. We have a little in entertainment for you. The band that's about to perform, they've only been together for 27 years. 
please help me welcome Concord recording artist, Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Do you hate them, Joe? I do. I, I would hate this. Okay, because you don't like bare naked ladies. No, nothing to do with bare naked ladies. Just anybody performing live on, like, I'm trying to sleep if I'm on a plane for the most part, or read, and either one of those things is going to be hindered by these performances. Oh, definitely. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Oh, hi. We're going to play you a couple songs. If if you don't want to hear any music. <clears throat> Please crawl into one of the overhead bins and you go, put Joe. your headphones on. <laughs> yeah. See? So there. One, yeah. two, three. Two, three. One, two. I mean, they are squeezed into that flight. I mean, they are just, <laughs> there's no room for bar chords. Was in pieces, doing this adhesive. Stuck it together, now we'll beat again. Working all right. The, the, the uncomfortable part is if you're sitting right there, you have to be singing right at you. So you have that like frozen smile look on your face, like, oh, yeah, I think I know this group. Then you have to kind of like clap around, clap along, yeah. you know. It's too much pressure. And, and, and why aren't they singing one of their hits? They're just pissing out new music. That's what I hate. It's like, come on, if you're going to do it, at least sing something that we know. Right, because you can't say, here's something from my new album where everybody normally leaves and goes to the bathroom. You can't do that. Right. What do you want to do? Be my Yoko Ono? Or uh, if I had a million dollars? I'm not a, a big fan. This is one of their hits, Sherry, but it doesn't sound it like is? it because they're scrunched <laughs> into the front of the plane. I, don't know. I, I interviewed them once. Them. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? It was great. They were really, really nice people, and they explained why they called themselves Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, and? And? They were on tour when they were sort of an unknown band, or they were named something else, and they saw a billboard or like a marquee that said, Bare Naked Ladies All Night, or something like that. And I guess they yeah. thought it was so funny that that's why they, they picked up that name. Excellent. That's good news to me. <laughs> so now you Fun, know. Funny lyrics. It looked like they were told they were going to perform there at this thing in Napa. This is, that was from like eight years ago. So I guess they said, hey, if you're going to do that, would you also sing on the plane? So they're probably, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's one of the, you know, you're forced to, to have to. It's like going to your kid's Christmas concert. Or, you know, the spring concert. And you're like, oh, you got to sit through the first graders and the second graders and the fourth. <laughs> you're like, oh, I just want to get to the sixth graders. My kids, the joke was, every time we would shoot video of them on stage, Charlie or Rye would say, um, or Rye would say, Dad, is there anyone else in that class or is it just me? Because all you do as a parent, you take that camera and you zoom right in on your own kid. And then some kid with big teeth and a weird face like slips in front of your kid and then you have to like try to crop him out and get right in on your kid singing along to whatever that song is as you sit through six hours of other people's kids singing yeah, it's it's brutal you never realize how horrible as a kid you know, you'd practice and practice, and yeah. then you go home, and then you go back, and then your you, parents would drop you off, and then you're like, oh, it's your mom and dad are going to be there, and they'd be out there, and, you know, uh, you have to say, get up, 
there, Sal, you good old gal. 16 miles on the Erie Canal. Low bridge, everybody down. Low bridge, because we're heading for the town. Oh, you'll always be your neighbor. You'll always have a pal if you ever alligated on, or never navigated on the, where's Nate when I need him? On the Erie Canal. My poor parents out there like, oh, why did we have children? And you're so excited. Like, I was so excited when my parents would come because I think they were going to be so proud of me and so proud oh, of the yes. work that went into this production. And mm. they, they, must have, they must have just been, ugh. Oh, just kill like, me now. On the way home, let's pick up some birth Next, control. another interesting story that's in the news. Here's All right, this one. interesting story that's in the news. Oh, wow. Played twice on that one. Uh, this is if you ever ch- use your phone, don't charge your phone at an airport. Just another thing to be concerned about. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, other than people are able to steal the stuff. This is a TikTok person warning you. Don't re- so squeeze this in right here. there? No. Do yeah. not touch those. Do not put your phone in those. Do not charge your Do phone not. there. You will no. regret it. So the no, FBI right. has put out a warning about all the charging stations. So it's called juice jacking and <laughs> cyber criminals uh, use USB ports in airports and stations to uh, steal your data. Fun, right? Stay safe and use battery packs instead of the charging stations, just like the FBI yeah. recommends. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, good FBI. idea. Oh, Thank FBI. you for the help. Yeah. <laughs> But when you look down at that phone and you've got like one little tiny bar left, it's all red. You're like, you know what? I'll risk it. I will risk it. Yeah. Because I can't. I got to have the phone. If not, I can't tell Avis. I don't know. They can't Uber. You're just desperate. Desperate. I went to the flight attendant once. Or so, excuse me. I am so sorry. I hate to ask you, but I, can I please borrow your charger? Because it would. I just, I'm, I look at my phone. I'm down to one. I really need it. Please. The person's like, No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Your phone goes Because dark if she does you... it for you, she has to do it for everybody. Yeah, then you know what I did? I went, get up there, gal, you shrill oh. gal. 16 <laughs> miles on the Erie Canal. Then she called security. <laughs> Too late, we're already in the air. Here we go again. Another test to see your relationship and whether it is solid. This is the remember that the orange one. You just hand the orange to the, your partner or whatever, and that they peel it for you. Then I don't know. That means what? Seven more good years of bad luck or <laughs> some dumb thing, right? Yeah. So the You're orange a good test. partner then. Oh, okay. Now the person is supposed to take uh, ketchup. And squirt it onto the counter. Does do, do the other person does the other person see you squirt on the counter, or you just squirt it and leave it, and then see what happens? No, you squirt it, and then you say, "Would you clean that up for me?" Even though they may have seen you actually oh, do God. it and wonder why no. you're doing it, but it's like, Ugh. "Hey, will you clean that up?" I mean, so you, have, you squirt it out there, and they're like, "Oh, can you get that?" And like, why? No, what are you, you doing? You did. <laughs> what are you doing now? No! No! Stop that! Okay, clean it up. Why? Please. Clean it up. What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is bad acting, I think. This is really bad acting. Someone cooked so heavily. My mother.
Uh, yeah, that's this is all fakey, fakey, fake. Mm-hmm. We're going to be trying the dropping ketchup on the counter trend and see how my fiance cleans it up. Let's test this theory. Hey, baby. Yeah. Huh. Can you clean this ketchup up for me, please? <laughs> Why is that? Oh, this is a waste. No, food. it's not. Bro. Okay. You're doing this on purpose. I know you are. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh... Why is that even that funny? It's not. Sure. Uh... Uh... 150 million views on TikTok. That's the same as social media. So other people are doing it now because we have no imagination. You see somebody TikTok do it, so then you do it, and then you want to put it up so people do it. He's like, Rah! Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Let me ask you this. Okay. If Trevor were, when he puts toothpaste on his toothbrush and he then, you're not in the bathroom, he puts toothpaste on your toothbrush and leaves your toothbrush over near the sink, what do you think of that? (laughs) I I would think it was very strange, but if he was being considerate, then I would like it. Why is that strange? Well, that's kind of a personal thing. You, you're brushing your teeth. You don't really need assistance on that. Okay. But then you also said you thought it was nice or something like that, right? Well, if that, yeah, if the, if the intention was I'm just doing something extra for you, then of course. But if it's like, hey, you need to brush your teeth. <laughs> uh, I do that. And Nick's like, Oh, I guess I have bad breath. I'm like, no. It's, <laughs> well, that's exactly. That's what you think. No. I a little bit of toothpaste on my toothbrush. Oh, there's yours. A little bit of toothpaste on yours. I'll brush my teeth. I'll put yours over here. It's not like your, your breath is horrible. Get ready to go to bed at night. In the morning, brush your teeth. It's a thoughtful thing. But it, it's been backfiring for like months. And it's like finally she's like, what's with the toothpaste on the toothbrush? I'm like, it's just me thinking of you. I think it's a nice sort of thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put toothpaste on mine. Why wouldn't I put some on yours? It's not like I load it up with like all dripping off. I use half the tube under the thing and like, hey, want you? That's the first round of cleaning your teeth, and here's some more. It's not like I'm leaving a bunch of like, you know, dental tools over there for the person to scrape some tartar off. Right, but if off, she's just... not ready to brush her teeth and it sits there, and it gets kind of gross. So you, if you're not ready to do it right, I could see if she's like coming into the bathroom. Here you go. I did this for you. But just to leave it sitting there with toothpaste okay. on it. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Done. Done being the greatest husband in the world. Finished. Oh. You have just killed it. Right there. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Congratulations to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll end up with a kiss. You know how hard it is to clean this shit up, bro. Babe. 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 Hold on. You <laughs> <laughs> right, rule. Only only seven TikTok stories a day. That's it. That's the new rule. Okay? From now on, Joe. Got it. <laughs> What's that, Sherry? <laughs> I did something you, I you, must have done. You got something right? No, I don't. I brushed my teeth before I before I came on. I did not. Thank you, Trevor.